Good evening, church. It's so awesome to see all of you in the house of the Lord. How many of you guys are just glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. You know, sometimes during the week, we just don't even know if we're going to make it through Wednesday. So I'm glad that y'all made it through Wednesday. I'm glad y'all hear our praise. Would y'all just stand with us? Put our hands together. Worship the Lord. So good to see you.
something for you, then you got to give him praise in this place today. Amen. I know he's done something for me. And because I know that, that's why I give him praise as often as I can. And his praise is ever on my lips. Would you just sing this song with me as your praise to the God Almighty?
Heavenly Father, we praise you in this place. Even though we are not worthy, but you have made us worthy. Your blood has flown over us and cleansed us and healed us. And we'll continue to do that as we move forward in your grace. Oh, I don't know about you, church, but I know I have something to give him praise for. And I know that he is worthy. So would you just take a moment right now and thank him for those things that you know that he is worthy for? I know that you have something to thank him for. He is worthy of your praise. Would you just take a minute? Worthy, Lord, you are worthy. Oh, Lord, you are so worthy. Just praise you in this place. We just thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy.
for worshiping with me. I could feel you worshiping with me today. That is awesome. I'm glad that you guys are here. Would y'all just turn to someone and say, welcome to the house of God. I'm so glad to see you. 
Amen. Now you could all be seated. You may be seated. It's such a tremendous joy to have you in the house and all the noise. That just means you're happy to see each other. Just want to remind you that we still have sign-ups. If you still want to sign up for one of the classes, they're kicking off, and we're hoping that you will be a part of them. want to let you know that tomorrow night, we're kicking off a men's Bible study, and I will be leading that. It's going to be tomorrow night at 6.30. Also, we want to let you know that on this coming, um, we're taking sign-ups. If you graduated from high school, college, or got your master's or doctorate, or you got a uh, some kind of a graduation uh, from a vocational school, please sign up because we're going to have a graduation service, and that's going to be an amazing time to honor our graduates and say thank you, Jesus, for what they've done. It's going to be on May 22nd, both services. We're hoping that you'll wear your cap and gown that day, and we just want to honor people and really just say thank you, Jesus, for what's going on. We want to let you know there's a parents' night out to give you a night to go out and cruise the streets, cruise the boulevards, or do whatever you do on your date night. Uh, Your kids will be safe from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's this Friday. And uh, don't forget, you do need to pick them back up at 5 o'clock, okay? I mean, at 9 (laughs) o'clock. At 9 o'clock, not 5, at 9 9. Hey, this Saturday is our men's breakfast, and that's going to be always a fun time uh, to be able to encourage each other, to help each other grow and get closer and closer to the Lord. Hey, guys, we give out food here uh, every Tuesday and Thursday if uh, we have a pantry where we give out food to our community. But I want to let you know that on Friday the 20th, that's not this Friday, but the next Friday, uh, we're going to be having our food distribution, and that is where we give out about 20,000 pounds of food. We really need your help, so hopefully you will be here for that. Hopefully you will be able to help us do that. And the last thing I want to remind you of is that we have baptism services at the very last Sunday of this month. So if you've never been baptized since you've given your life to Jesus, I really hope and pray that you will sign up to go in that obedience of baptism. Amen? All right, guys, we want to just remain prayerful for the people up north. Uh, Those fire is now over 200,000 acres Uh, It's burning some ranches of people from our congregation. And uh, there's just a lot of people we know up north. And some of you have relatives there. Uh, So let's just pray real quick. Father, there's uh, just fires throughout our state. But up north, Lord, it's uh, already taken many homes and many properties. Continue to watch over the firefighters. Father, watch over families, some that don't want to evacuate. Protect them, shield them. And God, we pray that you reshift the winds to just be able to uh, shift this fire away from uh, human lives and human uh, uh, just uh, inhabitants. And Father, we pray you protect all those fighting the fires and the first responders and all those that are working in that area. 
We pray in Christ's name, amen. We strongly want to help you grow in the Lord and grow stronger in the Lord. And we have discipleship classes to do that. We even have some college courses that are available. And we have a different kind of classes. But we have discipleship classes. And we want to really say thank you, Jesus, for those of you that are deepening your walk. And once you go through discipleship class, then you can be a part of of everything that happens in the life of the church to volunteer. And we have those discipleship presentation classes today. But right before we do that, David, why don't you and all your team go ahead and go with the youth. They'll be dismissed. So those of you that are 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders, we want to dismiss you to go to your Bible study and Thank you for joining us in worship. At this time, I'd like to ask David Gonzalez to come up. He's one of our instructors, and then he will introduce the rest of the team. Thank you, David. Thank you, brother. Good evening, church. So the scripture tells us that the Great Commission that Jesus left the disciples, he said, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe, observe all these things I have taught you. It doesn't say to make converts, but to make disciples. And we want to do that. We want to disciple this church is committed to walking side by side with you to help you get to the next level, to be able to serve in a manner that would be pleasing to the Lord. So tonight we have some graduating, um, uh, a class of the beginner's discipleship class. So I'd like to ask Kenny Abeta to come forward. Kenneth, see you here tonight. Julian Bustamante, come on up, brother. Nanette Bustamante. Bustamante. Rudy Griego. Rudy. Rudy here tonight? Uh, Daryl Horton. Daryl? You're all not here. Art Posey. Come on up, brother. Marie Posey. Michaela Sandoval. Where's Michaela? Please, Michaela, where are you? There she comes. Michaela is the youngest student that has graduated our um, Beginner's Discipleship class, and I think that's awesome. Michaela, that's young lady. Wayne Sandoval. Where's my brother Wayne? Not here tonight. Lawrence Yazzie. Timothy and he said I want you to teach people the things I've taught you so that they might be able to teach others and that's what this is about so that the church continues to grow because you're the church 
the church. And in order for this church to grow, we can't do it without you. So we need you to be a part of the discipleship classes so that you can volunteer and be a part of the growth of this church that you might minister to others as well. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. I pray, Father, that you seal in the hearts of every man and woman this night, whether they're up on this altar or in the the seats, Lord God, your conviction in our hearts to walk with you in a more perfect way. It would be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you all. Time for class. At this time, we'll have Marcela Manker come up. She is teaching uh, uh, and then all of you that are part of David's new discipleship class uh, please be dismissed with him right now so those of you that are part of the class just follow brother Dave out at this time or make your way over to that class and now we'll have uh, Marcella come up relationship with Jesus. 
R, recognize you're loved by and have a purpose in him. E, equip you with the right tools to build his kingdom. A, affirm your capabilities and build confidence. T, train you in biblical principles and perseverance. H, hold yourself and each other accountable before God. And E, experience family and fellowship the way that God intended. So, I'm going to um, give it over to Donald because all of um, these people up there have taken both my advanced or beginning and advanced discipleship. I think the best thing the, the class has really taught me is that I'm a youth correction officer at YEC. So I implement this uh, discipleship with the kids. Most of these kids in the facility don't have parents and they come at 13 years old. Sending them up to until they're 21. So these two classes I highly recommend that you guys take. Alec Buffy. Um, I took discipleship three and a half years ago, graduated it, and um, you know, it really helped prepare me to serve this church, to serve these people. Um, I found a home here, and you know, it's my goal to do everything I can to help everyone I can, and uh, I since found a home in children's ministry, uh, helping the children, uh, teaching the kids on Sunday. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. You know, serving is amazing. It fills you up while you fill others. And, uh, you know, discipleship was just that first step that I needed to take to prepare me to do that. Um, my wife also took discipleship. She's shy. She doesn't want to talk. <laughs> so uh, she also did discipleship. And, you know, she's also been serving this church. She's also come uh, great strides since then. And discipleship, like I said, for me, was really just a kickoff really helped both of us learn, uh, have the knowledge to be able to speak Jesus into other people's lives. And it's just been an amazing journey since. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Thank you, church. And um, again, so you missed the first class tonight, but you still have, you know, you can miss two more and then you can't come. But <laughs> to my class this semester, anyhow. But if you'd like to join us, we'll be in the youth sanctuary at 550. You're on the fence about it. Um, jump. <laughs> God bless you. I love you. Thank you so much, Marcella. At this time, Christine Cully will come up and uh, share as well. I always get nervous being up here. Um, so, Marcella, you said you only allow them to miss three. I say two. So I don't know who's harder than. I don't know. <laughs> but then again, I work I work with you, too, because um, this last class that I had, everyone was completely awesome. And I think one thing I enjoy about teaching discipleship is that I gain friends and I gain family. But with that, so not all of my people are here tonight, but let's have Joe and David come on up. Father and son. Are you in here? She might be in another class already. 
I can't really see, so do that. Okay, Kathleen. We got Kathleen Joy. And then husband and wife, Angelo and Brenda, are you in here? I'm not sure if they're here tonight or not. No? Okay. So it's just you guys tonight. And then I also had Charlene Atencio. And you might see her. She's um, always a greeter at the door. Amazing, amazing young lady. Love her. And then Elizabeth Gutierrez, who uh, it couldn't be with us tonight either. But um, Elizabeth has started the class a few times and hasn't been able to finish. And I know she's really excited because she got to finish this time. So awesome, awesome. But I have to say these two right here, amazing. So again, I've gained family and friends. Praise God. Let's just pray. Father, thank you for these amazing people that have deepened their walk with you. I pray that now that they get active in the ministry of the church, that you will use them greatly with the knowledge they've obtained and the skills they have to impact the lost and dying world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Well, thank you, thank you. If you guys have never taken discipleship, uh, I really encourage you to do that. It helps you understand the uh, principles that God gives us in his word to establish your faith. Uh, Let's get into the word. I've been doing this uh, Bible study uh, on living without regrets. And and right before I start, I just want to say happy birthday to Ashley. God bless you, Ashley. I don't know if anyone else has a birthday today. Who? Natasha. Happy birthday, Natasha. I don't have a birthday today. But, but, you know, years ago, uh, someone was breaking into my office. And uh, I happened to be in Chicago at the time. And a neighbor called me and said, hey, pastor, they're breaking into the church. And I said, well, have you called 911? They go, no. I go, well, that would be nice if you did. And so they happened to catch the guy in the middle of the act. And he had taken a bunch of stuff. He was stealing stuff, and he'd take it down the street, and then he'd come back. And so when I get back into town, this guy was in jail, and I knew the guy. I used to minister to him a lot, and uh, he... uh, called me up and he said, man, don't press charges. Don't press charges. Please don't drop, drop all the charges. And I said, you don't understand. They caught you in the act. So I don't even have anything to do with it. I wasn't even in the city at the time. I go, so the state is pressing charges on you. But drop the charges. I go, I don't have the power to drop the charges because I'm not pressing charges on you. If you don't drop the charges, I'm going to kill you. And I go, you know what, man, you better not talk like this. They monitor the phone calls. And you know what? So I hung up on him. He called back, don't ever hang up on me. What's wrong with you? I hung up again. You better, man, this went on for a while. And uh, so he ended up getting six extra years for intimidation of 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 the victim. And I don't know what all charges, but. I kept telling him, I don't want you to talk like that because you're going to get in trouble. 
Sure enough, he got in trouble and he went off to prison. And when he got out of prison, they said, he's coming to get you. Well, I had forgiven this guy because it's like, you know, I want to live what I preach. And um, he was out and he came to get me and he pulled a gun on me and said, you're going to die. And I go, well, at least let's make it right before you kill me. So I died clean with no sin. But he goes, you know what? There you are preaching again. I go, well, that's what I do for a living. And I believe what I preach. But I just want you to know I have forgiven you way before tonight. I'm forgiving you from the past because I have to live with myself. And I have harbored bitterness before. And bitterness will kill you. Did you know that? Bitterness can give you ulcers. It can give you all kinds of stomach problems. Carrying all this bitterness can ruin joy in your life. And, and so I told him, well, I forgive you. And he goes, oh, my gosh, I can't even kill you without you having to preach. And I go, well, you don't have to kill me at all. Uh, you could give me the gun if you want. Ugh, I don't even know why I'm doing this. And he gave me the gun. And so I shot him. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I didn't shoot him. <laughs> but he really did give me the gun, and I ended up leading him to Jesus, and he became a Christian, and we became friends. And he started coming to our church before he passed away years later of cancer. And I want you to know that sometimes people do things to us that really hurt us and harm us. And if you don't forgive, it's going to destroy you. Because every single moment, it's just eating away at the happiness of your life. And I want to talk about freely forgiving. And there's a lot of reasons, but there's three that I want to share reasons to forgive. And the first one is freely forgiving is essential to our happiness. It truly is essential to our happiness. Because when you don't forgive... It just is this constant gnawing at you and eating at you and you get so full of bitterness and anger and hate and and it kills you. The old saying, it's like you drinking poison and you expect the person that hurt you to die. You're the one dying. You're the one affected by it. And, And freely forgiving is also essential for healthy relationships. If you don't forgive, if you haven't forgiven your husband or your wife or your son or daughter, father, mother, brother, sister, friend, neighbor, person that you're doing life with, your relationship starts fading and it starts deteriorating and it's it, it, it really gets completely distorted and you don't have a relationship like you really need to anymore. And freely forgiving is also essential to holiness. God says, I want you to be holy as I am holy. He wants us to live our life right. He wants us to live in a manner that we bring glory to God and we really exalt the Lord in the way we live. And you can't do that if you're walking around with all this bitterness and hate. You can't do this without forgiving people because then they know, everyone knows, they go, yeah, right, they call themselves a Christian and oh, holy, 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 but they hate their neighbor. The Bible says we're supposed to love one another. In the book of Luke, chapter 23, verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, 
for they don't know what they're doing. They had just nailed him to the cross. They had whipped him 39 times lashes. They had put a crown of thorns on his head. They had humiliated him and spit upon him and beat him. And they were now gambling for his clothes. And he says, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. In the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 17, I read this. I try to read this without fail once a week because he says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy. I'm a visual person, so I, I picture like a closet and you get tenderhearted mercy and you put that on and you get kindness and humility and gentleness. He says, clothe yourselves with and patience. And he says, make allowance for each other's faults. That's a tough one. Make allowance for each other's faults. You know why? Because none of us are perfect, Amen. Have you lived a perfect life? Of course not. Maybe even today you messed up. Maybe even today you hurt someone's feelings. Maybe even today you offended someone with the way you were driving or, or the way you've been talking or maybe you were gossiping about somebody or maybe you, you, you were texting things you never should have been texting. Make allowance for each other's fault and forgive anyone That's a tough one. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. And above all, clothe yourself with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And the peace that comes from Christ may rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Let the message of about Christ, he says, and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts and whatever hear me, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to God the Father. Lord, I pray that tonight we could really learn how to release unforgiveness, how to deal with the bitterness and pain of life, the hardship and anger and hurt, to really expose these pains that we carry in our life to you and then help us to deal with them. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Forgiveness, a subject we're not often comfortable with because that means you, the minute I started saying I'm gonna talk about forgiveness, 
you started thinking of the person that you're bugged with and you're like, oh, here he goes. He's going to talk about forgiveness. I got to forgive my mom. I got to forgive my dad, my son, my daughter, my brother, my sister, my friend, my neighbor, my aunt, my uncle, my grandma, my grandpa, my friends, and people I work with. Ugh. But hear me. The first thing I really want to say is that we need to be a forgiving people. We need to be a forgiving people. Jesus says he wants us to forgive like he forgave. That's a tough one. God forgave completely. God forgave even before people asked him for forgiveness. That means when your husband acts like a complete idiot or your wife acts like a complete idiot and you guys fight and you guys hurt each other's feelings, the Bible says you're supposed to forgive him or her even before they say they're sorry. That's hard because she's still prancing around going, (laughs) I put you in your spot or he's doing the same thing. And God says, forgive even before they ask. You're supposed to forgive your son and your daughter, father, mother, brother, sister, on and on before they even ask. He wants us to forgive like he forgives. In Colossians 3, verse 12 and 13, again, we just read, but it says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you've got to clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy. Mercy is extending that forgiveness, and it's tenderhearted, meaning you are feeling the forgiveness you're extending. You are literally meaning it. It's not like, okay, I forgive you. Haven't you ever had people that said that? Okay, I'm sorry already. Get over it. It's like, get over it. My goodness gracious, you you tried to take my life. Get over it. You abused me. You abused me with with your mouth. You abused me sexually. You abused me physically, psychologically, verbally, spiritually. Are you kidding me? You stole from me? You, you broke into my house. You, you took my car and trashed it. You, and I could go on and on and on and on. And yet God says, forgive with tenderhearted mercy, with kindness, with kindness and humility. Humility is saying like, man, I know I'm not perfect and you're not perfect. And man, I got to say, I'm sorry. And I got to forgive. And oh my gosh, this is hard. But Lord, I've had to do it because I had to come to you asking the same thing. He says, with gentleness and patience and make allowance. Man, that means we need to be a forgiving people. And he says, and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. Man, do you have to put that part in there, Lord? Did you have to put in there that you have forgiven me from all the things I've done? Can you think about it? Think of all the things you've done and God has forgiven you. That's heavy. Because some of you are really messed up people. I know some of the stuff you've done. But you all know some of the stuff I've done. Because I've gotten up here and talked about it. Yet God forgives us. And if he forgives us our shame, how can we not forgive somebody else theirs? Because he said, forgive them for they don't even know what they do. Do you know some people are destroying lives and they don't even know it? They're blabbing and blabbing and gossiping and hurting people and they don't even really realize how damaging they are. I started a, a devotional online for talking about suicide 
or depression because I'm counseling so many people that are dealing with those thoughts. New Mexico has the highest suicide rate in the nation. There's people that are broken. And we have a lot of brokenness in this state because you know what? We have a lot of alcohol problems, a lot of drug problems. And because of that, some people have abused their family members. They've abused their wife or their husband. They've abused their son or daughter. They've abused them physically, verbally, sexually. They've abused them psychologically. They've done horrible things to them. And yet God wants us to forgive. It's not an easy task, but it's a possible one. It's something we can do. He wants us to be a forgiving people, a people of love, of grace, of mercy, that we live it out and we embrace it and we carry it out in the things that we do. In the book of Matthew, chapter seven, verse three, he says, and why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Every time I hear that passage, I picture like a big old tree branch, a big old log sticking out of your eye. You're walking around like that. You're just walking around. And you're going, oh my gosh, did you see the speck in their eye? Did you see their fault in their life? Did you see what they, and you're like, dude, look at the log in your eye. You got an issue. Have you even seen what you're dealing with? Oh my gosh. People with these, Oh my gosh. God's saying, get over it. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all of us have sinned. Man, I've gone through horrific stuff. You've gone through horrific stuff. And we could probably out try to outdo each other. And some of you, I would say, you win. I didn't go through that. You've gone through horrific stuff, but God is the God of grace and God is a God of love and forgiveness and he wants to help you so that you can get beyond your pain so that you can live the life he wants you to live. But it's got to start with you being a forgiving person by receiving forgiveness and then extending it. And that's never easy, but it is possible. It is possible. I own, I have four guns from people that wanted to shoot me. That's how much of a loving person I am. (laughs) No, people I was ministering to that they were broken, they were on drugs, they were going through stuff, that they pulled guns on me. And by the grace of God, they didn't shoot me. And by the grace of God, I talked them out of it. And by the grace of God, I took the gun away. And by the grace of God, I led them to the Lord. Man, God has been good. And those people said, man, forgive me. One of them pulled a gun out on me and wanted to shoot me. And a few hours later, I let him spend the night at my house. Because he was messed up and needed a place to stay. People say, are you dumb? I go, I guess so. I don't know. I, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? I know what God has done for me. I know how he has blessed me. I live and I try to use wisdom, but I also extend grace. 
See, God wants us to be a forgiving people. We need to ask forgiveness of others. I have offended people. I've offended my wife before. I don't know what it is about our family, but especially our spouse, how hard it is to say you're sorry. Man, you're like, the minute the argument happened, the Lord goes, you know, you're wrong. Yeah, I know I'm wrong. But did you see what she did? And he goes, yeah, but I'm dealing with her. You need to go say you're sorry. Yeah, I I know. Come on, go tell her you're sorry. And it's like the longest walk. Like, and then you finally get there. And you're going, okay, here it goes, Lord. He goes, come on, tell her. And then you look at her and she gives you that smirk like, what do you want? You want another piece of me? I'll give you what I gave you with the right. I'll give you now with the left. And you go, and God says, say, you're sorry. And you go, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm what? I'm so glad I told you off because I was mad at you. God says, no, I didn't say you say that. Say you're sorry. And you go, okay. I'm acting childish right now. I'm sorry. I really am. I'm truly sorry. This is stupid. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm acting like a little brat right now. And in the back of my head, I'm going, and so are you. (laughs) But I hold back because you know what the Lord's telling her? So are you. When are you going to tell him you're sorry? And then she'll go, I'm really sorry. And then we're like, And I go, will you forgive me? I don't just say I'm sorry. Because I always include, will you forgive me? Because some people, when they say they're sorry, you know what the other person says? That's okay. No, it's not okay. You just hurt me. You wounded me. I'm your mother and you spoke to me like that. I'm your father and you spoke to me like that. I'm your brother, your sister, you spoke to me like that. I'm your friend and your neighbor, you spoke to me like that. I'm the person that cares about you and you spoke to me like that. And so you go, I'm so incredibly sorry. But follow up by then saying, will you forgive me? Now guess what? They don't have to. They don't have to forgive you. They can say, nope. Don't get all mad. You have to. No, just keep your mouth shut and say, well, I truly am sorry and I hope someday you can forgive me because they might not be there yet. They still might have that rage. They might have that pain. They might have those reminders of stuff that has happened and they're not there yet. So guess what? God is a patient God and God will bring you along, but we need to learn how to ask for forgiveness. In Colossians 3, 14 and 15, we just read it. Above all, close yourself with love and which binds us all together in perfect harmony and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart as members. Hear me. He goes, as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be truthful. So he's saying, it's important that you do this. 
So what we need to do is, first of all, if we're going to ask someone for forgiveness, show remorse. Show you really are broken about it. Don't go saying, okay, okay, all right already. Get over it already. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Oh, man, you really feel the pain. I can really see you really mean it. You feel like saying, yeah, forgive you. I feel like slapping you is what I feel like doing. <laughs> Be remorseful. Be truly remorseful. Say, I am so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed. I'm sorry I hurt you. Take responsibility. Take responsibility for what you did. Say, it was, it was me. Or clear it up and say, it wasn't you at all. It wasn't even addressed to you. I was talking, like, has someone ever waved before and you didn't know them and you waved back and then you realize they're waving at the person behind you? And you're like, hey, oh, okay, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> Sometimes something might happen that it isn't even addressed to you, but you thought it was, so now you're all hurt and it's not even you. So they might explain it, say, look, I'm really sorry, but I wasn't even talking to you. Take responsibility. And then ask for a response. They don't have to again, but ask. Say, would you forgive me? That's asking for a response. They could say, no, I don't. And they might even get ugly and say, I'll never forgive you. I hope you rot in hell. Wow. That's their feeling. They got to answer to God for that. You did what you were required. See, you got to ask. You got to be a forgiving people, but you also have to ask for forgiveness. You have to learn how to say, God, please forgive me because I acted like a fool and I hurt somebody and I didn't mean to do that. Have you ever asked forgiveness of your children? That's not always easy because sometimes you think like, well, I'm the parent, I need to put them. No, you know what? You need to set them straight. You need to love and guide them, but you don't need to hurt them and beat them down. You're supposed to build them up. So there's times that when my kids were young and they got on my last thread and I was funny, I blew a gasket. I'm there yelling with my veins popping out. Go to bed, I said to clean that room. I said that to clean that the Holy Spirit said, you know, the only thing they heard was a screaming man that's angry and hurting them. And I've had to go in there and say, you know what, kids, I love you. I, I handled that wrong. I still need you to clean your room. I still need you to do whatever you need to do or quit doing what you've been doing. But I'm sorry I handled it the way I did. I never should have done that. It's not easy, but you've got to ask for forgiveness. If you've hurt somebody, ask them to forgive you. If you're thinking wrong and they clarify it and they show you that they are not the ones that incited that. You need to ask for forgiveness or you need to forgive because if not, you're the one in the cage 
and you're really wounded and you're hurting and you're falling apart and you're dealing with stuff that you don't even know how to deal with. And it brings the third point, that we need to be forgiven by God. So we need to be a forgiving people, but we need to be able to ask people to forgive us, but we need to be forgiven by God. That's where it starts. That's where we have to stay right before the Lord. In that passage again of Colossians 3, verse 16 through 17, he says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. So he's saying, let the message of Christ, that Christ suffered, died, and was buried. He he, He rose, and he's coming back. He forgave us. Let him teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives and sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do all as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, to him, God the Father. He's saying, I want you to really be able to turn to the Lord. I want you to be forgiven and I want you to understand the fullness and the richness of God because God came to not only forgive us but now to transform us and use us for his glory. Don't you understand that when you have been forgiven, other people might sling it in your face and go, oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, real forgiven. Yes, I have been forgiven. And I did hurt you in the past. And please forgive me. But you know what? God has transformed my life. I am no longer the same. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Once was blind, now I see. I'm no longer that person. The devil calls me by my sin, but God calls me by my new name. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen, hallelujah. We're redeemed. The devil calls you by what you used to do. God calls you by what you're going to become. A child of God, the pillar of, of, of his church, a leader of his army. He calls you by what he wants to be in your life and what he wants to make you. But you've got to start by saying, forgive me. God, I need your forgiveness. I need your understanding. I need you to help me. Because I'm wounded. I am broken. I am falling apart. I need your strength. I need your love. I need you supernaturally in my life. Lord, I have blown it again. Man, it's like the guy that that was praying to the Lord and he said, Lord, oh, what an amazing day. Lord, I haven't had one bad thought all day. I haven't said one bad word or one bad thing all day. Lord, I haven't done anything wrong all day. This is amazing, God. This is such a perfect day. But now that I'm getting out of bed, guide me and help me. (laughs) It's like, man, we start off before we even get out of bed. And it's like, thank you, Lord. But man, we got to live in it. So forgive me. God, help me, guide me. Haven't you ever had a meeting with yourself before a meeting you have to go to? And you're having an argument with yourself. Or you're having an argument with the person you have to meet with and you haven't even met with them yet. Yeah, I got to meet with Richard. 
Okay, Richard, I feel like slapping him. I want to punch him right in the face. Oh, Richard, oh, Pastor Richard, Brother Richard. I got to tell him, give him a piece of my mind. And, and, and then you show up. And he says, hey, before we start, I just want to say I'm sorry. They're like, what? Wait, I didn't expect that to happen. Wow. And you're already creating this war in your head. God is saying, learn to walk in forgiveness. Learn to walk in my forgiveness. The same way I have forgiven you, I have forgiven others. We need to cut each other some slack. We need to start believing that people can transform. People can change. People can really do things differently and not continue to walk in this horrible journey that they walk in sometimes. God is saying, don't you understand? I have forgiven you. You need to ask for forgiveness. You need to come under my covering of forgiveness. I have set you free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And I have set you free. And Jesus Christ wants to liberate you. He wants to take the chains off of you. He wants to really help you to understand that you are free. You don't have to walk in that darkness anymore. You don't have to walk in that shadow anymore. You have the light, a light unto your feet, a light unto your path. He illuminates the path you're supposed to take. But you've got to come under his forgiveness. You need to say, God, I want to do it your way. I want to do it your way because if it's up to me, I'm going to go knock their lights out. But God, you have a way of telling us to forgive. And I want to walk under your forgiveness. Not just be forgiven by you, but walk under your forgiveness. Because when I walk under the forgiveness of God, he's constantly reminding me, stay right, stay right, stay right. Because that quick, you could go left. That quick, you could go into your destructive thinking. That's why he says, keep your mind stayed on me and I will give you perfect peace. That's why he says, instead of what God has done to set us free, it's like, come on. Haven't you ever seen a little baby that's trying to take some steps and maybe they take their first step and you're there, come on, you could do it, you could do it. And you're encouraging them, come on, come on. Sometimes you might even bribe them. Here, here's a little candy, come on, you could do it. And they finally take some steps and they're like, oh my gosh, and they're walking and they don't know they're walking and then they look and they go, oh, boom, and they fall because they're kind of freaked out that they did it. And that's what we have to do with some people to encourage them, walk under the coming of God, walk under the coming of God. You're getting better, you're getting stronger, you're getting there, you're almost there, keep going, keep going because God has forgiven you and pretty soon you're gonna believe that God has forgiven you and he set you free from all the pain that you carry in life and the journey that you've been on because he wants to give you a new journey. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. He's going to put you on a new path. He's going to take you onto a new journey. He's going to take you into a new way. And he says, I know the plans I have for you, and they're not disastrous ones. You've been through disaster. You've been through pain. You've been through agony. But I have something great for you, but you've got to put your trust in me. Are you willing to trust me? See, some of us still hesitate. 
We're like, I I want to, but I'm not ready. And I'm telling you, tonight, today, right now is the day of salvation. Right now is the moment he wants you. Right now he's calling on you. Right now he's tugging at your heart. And you're going, you don't understand what I've been through, and I don't. But my God does. And he loves you. He wants to hug you. He wants to heal you. He wants to restore you. He wants to take you under his arms and cradle you. And say, I want to set you free. I want to heal you. But it's got to start with forgiveness. It's got to start with forgiveness. And once you receive my forgiveness, the Lord says, then you're going to have the power to forgive others. You're going to be able to forgive others. Please turn the lights back up to where we were because I can't see anybody. But if you've never given your life to Jesus, can you raise your hand? If you want to give your life to him tonight, raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to receive his love. I want to receive his grace. They're clapping. I'm assuming they said yes then. Because I can't see a thing. But if you have given, made that decision that tonight you want to give your life to Christ, would you stand? Those of you that raised your hand, stand so we can pray with you. We want to celebrate with you. Would you all celebrate by saying this prayer with them? Brother Chris, if you could come over on this side and just say this. Say, Heavenly Father, from this day forward, I want to live for you. So I ask you that you forgive me of all my sins. And from this day forward, renew my mind, renew my heart, and make it all new. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies, I want to give you a hug. I want to give you a hug if you'll come up real quick. And we've got those of you that stood up. Come on up. We're excited for you. Now we have to make a decision. If you've accepted Jesus already and you've already given him your life, and you've received his forgiveness, maybe there's someone that you need to forgive, and you don't know how. You're like, I'm not there yet, God. I'm not there yet. But I want to be a forgiving person, and they haven't even asked me. But ask God for strength to forgive him. Forgive her. Forgive them. And maybe you need to ask someone to forgive you. And you haven't had the guts. And some of you have a restraining order, so don't cross that line. No, I really mean that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But release it to God then. But you need to let go of this anger and bitterness and brokenness. So if that's you... 
I invite you to come and lay down whatever you're carrying to lay it down at the altar. So would you stand with us as we sing out this song and we talk about worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. He wants to set you free today. So come and lay it at the altar. Say, I don't want to carry this anymore. I want to release it. I want to let go. I'm going to give it to the Lord. Sing it out. Sing it out. Keep making your way up. Give it to God right now. Some of you have never come to the altar. This is your time to come and surrender. And if you're on the prayer team, get up here and pray with people. Encourage them. Pray for them. Stand with them. Just keep praising Him. Sing it out.
Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the forgiveness that you have given us through Jesus Christ, your son. Thank you that, Lord, you made a way for us to get right with you and with others. Father God, you made forgiveness look easy. They beat you. They cursed you. They flogged you. They spit at you. They crucified you. They pierced your side. They nailed your hands. And yet, while they're still gambling for your garments, you say, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they're doing. You taught it that when Stephen was being stoned to death, he said, Father, don't hold this sin against them. Father God, Peter knew he was going to be crucified, so he said, crucify me upside down because I don't deserve to die like my Lord did. And he forgave. Paul knew he was going to the gallows and he said, Lord, strengthen me to forgive them. Father God, we see throughout the Bible that, Lord, you taught how to forgive, and they did. Some horrific, horrible things, but you forgave. Father, would you teach us how to be forgiven and extend forgiveness and to ask for forgiveness? I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. For those of you watching at home, reach out to God and then give us a call and reach out. We want to help you as well. But God, tonight we leave free and transformed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Church, we love you. Greet somebody on the way out. God bless you.